What's up, everyone? This is Hannah with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. I am a physical therapist here in Charleston, and I am the new host of this podcast. This podcast is meant to give you the correct health and fitness information, along with spreading awareness of all of the different health and fitness professionals here in Charleston. I love being able to use this podcast as a way to meet all of those around me that are trying to make the world a better place. And my mission as a PT is to educate people and to empower them to take ownership and control of their health. This is season three of the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Healthy Charleston. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. Today, I am super excited. I feel like I have a celebrity sitting across from me. I have Shane Dahl, the owner of Shaping Concepts in Mount Pleasant. So welcome, Shane. Thank you so much Thank for being here. Thank you for here. having me. I know this is kind of like a last minute. I was like, oh, we got to get Shane on the podcast. Can you come tomorrow? Yeah, it is. And that's fine. I am, I am honored. I'm grateful. Um, I'm happy to be here. Happy to chat. Absolutely. So tell me, so you've owned Shaping Concepts for 16 years now. So, how did this all begin? Uh, wow, great question. You know, <laughs> Pretty broad, right? <laughs> uh, no, you know, I will give you a, a short, condensed version of it. I, you know, I did start this shaping concept. It started uh, 2004, January 1st, 2004. And uh, it literally, um, it, you know, I, I came to Charleston. I originally I grew up in, in Ohio mm. uh, and moved from Youngstown, Ohio. And I came... Uh, with a vision and with a with a dream of, of wanting to start my own business in fitness, uh, you know, I was training, uh, just started doing some personal training on the side, um, and I, I had an idea per se. It was more of an idea and a concept than anything that when I moved down here, it led to me just putting thoughts on paper, creating a business plan without having any prospects, mm-hmm. right? I didn't have any money, didn't have anything but an idea. <laughs> I just a dream. <laughs> any space, just had a dream and, and, and an idea, and it just happened to be uh, there again. I don't think these things are all coincidences. It's by fate. It's by you know. Uh, I had walked into uh, where my facility is currently now. It used to be um, a fitness store, Charleston Fitness Equipment, and it was a retail store. They sold equipment, and I just happened to go in one day to buy a piece of equipment, and I um, started talking to the owner who was at the store that day, and we started having a conversation. And he, I tell him I'm a trainer. He says, I just happen to have a, uh, a space that is next door to my store here. It was like a 1,200 square foot um, uh, space at the end of, the, of this building. And he was using it for storage. And he says, you know, I was thinking of doing something where I could put some equipment in there, but like have a trainer be on hand and like they, 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 he could like, he or she could like help um, to promote, you know, our equipment and mm-hmm. sell, sell equipment and help when our people bought equipment that they could put them through instructions and all this. A personal trainer? Yeah. Like the I'm concept like, wasn't even there yet. No. And I was like, well, I happen to have a business plan. Just if you would like to, you know. So you were ready? It. Like you had a business plan printed, ready to go? Yeah. And, and I, you know, he said, well, sure, I'll take a look at it. So I immediately, you know, jumped into my truck, went back to my apartment and grabbed it and, and embraced it back to him and, and said, here, it was like on a Friday. 
And so over the weekend, he ready to be calling back on Monday. He says, here's the deal. He says, you know, because he had this, this space was his, you know, it was the least space that he had. And he says, I will give you 30 days. He said, I'll put the equipment in there. I'll give you 30 days. If you can show me that you can run some semblance of a business out of here, we will look at combining and creating a model. I'll create a sublease for you and we can do this, right? He, 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 that's, he learned the model. He says, I think this is intriguing. I think it's interesting. And basically the model was that I had this idea of doing a, a, a 30-minute uh, personal training model where, you know, we had uh, a very small, intensive, you know, team of, of trainers that uh, it was all about a, a, a very comprehensive uh, wellness coaching type experience where I was coming out of the gyms. I'm like, we don't need to be... We can do it better than what they do in the gyms. And that just was my, my vision, right? I, I felt that if I had my own little space that we could just do coaching, right? And not have to have trainers worry about all these other aspects of selling, you know, mm-hmm. packages. And it was just that corporate type feel. And so long story short, he says, go for it. And so I had 30 days, right, to do something. And again, all I had was just ideal on paper. paper. yeah. I had no website, no, you know, I didn't have business cards. I had nothing. But I had that. I had that passion, I had that dream, and I had a, had a vision. And so uh, I had a, a, a partner at the time um, who was my girlfriend and was literally, she had no background in fitness. She was, at the time, had done um, uh, had done hair. and But she's, you know, she believed in this and she um, wanted to be a part of it. And so basically for the next 30 days, we just went and talked to anybody that would listen Mm-hmm. Right, I would go into businesses and offer to do a, a, a lunch and learn. I mean, I just went and talked to every. Before I did this, I was working part time uh, washing cars and out of the back of my truck, I was laying concrete. So I was doing anything, just hustling, right? Mm-hmm. And so I went to even my people I used to wash cars for, and I would say, might be interested in personal training. Like I would just offer them, come in and just try it. And so it was literally just hustle. In 30 days, we had signed up like, I don't know, it was like 15 or 16 people. Hey. And we, it was enough that he said, okay, we, we wrote a sublease, and I was off and running. And so that was the humble beginning which, of shaping concepts with just nothing more than an idea. And a lot of hustle. A lot of hustle, right? So where did the dream and the passion come from? Um, you know, I it, – it's, it's a great question. I um, – I've always had an interest in um, not just fitness, but fitness and wellness and nutrition. Uh, I, had, I was an athlete. I played football in college, and um, I had not studied that or majored in that. Um, it, was, it was just something that was always, I had more of a, um, I was in a business background. And when I graduated, I was working. I actually went uh, to work in my father's company, um, this was a industrial type, material handling. They sold forklifts and, and um, material handling equipment. And so I was in that business for uh, about six, six or seven years. But while I was doing that, uh, at night times, I would be training people on the side and coaching. I just had this passion, right, for um, not just being a gym rat working out. But it was more I also wanted to help people. And all I can tell you is that I was in my mid-20s, I guess, you know, and I was making really good money. Um, I had, in all accounts, everything was, looked like it was going pretty good for me. I didn't, you know, but I had an, I just had this, this piece of me. I didn't feel like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, I think that's exactly how you put it. Um, 
I didn't feel um, that I was doing what the Lord called me to do for my life. And I just, I kept being pulled to something. And I just, I got to a point where I just says, you know, I, I told myself, I, I can I can do this. I, it was a big leap of faith, obviously, to walk away from not just a, a, a good job, but obviously a chance to take over a family business, mm-hmm. to completely walk away from all that and to move 700 miles <laughs> to Charleston, <laughs> Charleston yeah. to, to become a personal trainer, right? Which that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to create a, a business. I was trying to create uh, something that more of a, of a vision or a dream, but that's what it looked like. Like uh, you're leaving all this to go be a personal trainer and start over. But um, it, it, it was just something that was just kept pushing me that like you can do this. I was driven by it. And I, I say this, that's the one thing that, I see a lot of people who um, have the, the skills, the talent um, to be a good coach. And, but, you know, you're going to have ups and downs in this business. So you would anything. It's life. And, I, and people have asked me before, what's the one thing you think that, is, that helped you, what's separated? Mm-hmm. And I can tell you one of them is the fact that I, I just, I refuse to quit. I mean, there's just periods of time in that first, you know, I, I tell the story sometimes and it's almost like, well, it just, that this fell into your lap and it was just and everything just took off well it wasn't like that I, I had plenty of times in the first year where it's like I asked myself what are you doing <laughs> go back home like <laughs> what are you crazy but I I stuck with it and I think it was just more of a persistence to say if you really have that passion you really believe in something you'll stick it out through the tough times you'll ride through the difficult times and if you have that that purpose and you've got that solid vision and mission for why you're doing what you're doing that you can be successful, and I think that's more than anything. Because I just, um, I just kept getting back to work. I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, not only as a personal trainer, I didn't know what I was doing from a business standpoint. But I just kept right, make mistake, get back up, keep pushing. And I probably that part of it was probably I didn't want to go back home and look like a failure, right? <laughs> and I didn't want to be like, well, I couldn't do this. But I was also very driven by the fact that. I believe that I could make it happen. So, well, it was your dream and what you wanted to do. And if yeah. it's worth it, I mean, life is going to be hard no matter what, right? There's right. always a struggle. If it's worth it, if it's your if it's your thing, the struggle will be worth it. Right. And I, and I think that's the purpose. And that's when I try to talk to young, you know, aspiring coaches and trainers and I'm interviewing a few people if I'm just trying to mentor somebody. I think you really got to get zeroed in on your purpose and, and, and get some clarity in that because I think that is what drives you through um, because you know, when things get tough, it's it's very tempting to go. Well, I can go on to the next. Uncle thing. Larry's got a, a gig in the, right his insurance company, and I can make. Was this what happened to you? Did no. Uncle Larry have insurance? No, I did. But it's like you 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 have those um, those moments where uh, it looks like you know it might be easier to take this course mm-hmm. over here. And it's, it's, it's obviously not always the best course to take the easy path, but it's um, if you have a purpose, it gives you a compass, it gives you a point of direction to say, you know, uh, I believe in myself, I believe in what this purpose is, and you push through. So. I think a lot of it, too, is being patient. Yes. And knowing that if it's going to be hard no matter what, it's all about the long game right. and the long term. It's right. like hustle now, struggle now to get to where you want to be. Right. And I think that's also a very like entrepreneurial mindset, right. which some people don't have. And then some people right. have to a fault where it's always like yep. where they maybe get stuck in it. Or I feel like a lot of people nowadays have the tendency to, to try something and expect it. And I feel like I might be the same way. And then 
oh, it didn't really go as planned. Let me just go to this other thing. And then right. like, you're just going to keep doing that. You're just going right. to keep running into doors. And you have to decide, like, what are you, what's your purpose? What is the end game? What's the end goal? Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, patience seems to be a, you know, <laughs> it's a rare thing. But I get it. It's part of, it's part of our society. It's part of culture. Right, and it's it's uh, the next you know, best thing. Right, and there's right. instant gratification, and it's not. And, and I'm, you know, far be it for me to stand here and preach because I, you know, I have learned from that. I am guilty of that, and I can remember when I first started my business. I mean, I, I did have a, uh, I had this vision. This, I wanted to be. I wanted to make a difference in people's lives. I wanted to help them, and that was the whole idea. I mean, I wasn't married to this whole idea of doing three minute workouts. I'm not married to it today, but it was something I saw as an opportunity to do something different mm-hmm. and to help people. In a way that wasn't being really done at that time, um, in the way that I had envisioned it, but it was like along that path in the first several years, you know, I was approached every week, which I'm sure you can attest to this, where somebody has a vitamin line or somebody has some other health product line. Supplement. You're, you're being bombarded, right? Mm-hmm. And I would get drug off, you know, uh, I had to eventually learn to say no. Thank you, right? Mm-hmm. But I got drug off in a lot of different directions. And it, my time obviously went with that, and some of these things I did okay, some of them didn't work, and then I, you know, but so I, I, I had to learn that, you know, you can get drug all over the place, or you can just keep trying to search for that clarity of exactly who am I trying to serve, and what is that, you know, the work that I'm going to do to serve that group of people, you know, stay tight to that, stay true to that, congruent with it, and uh, it, it took a while for me to learn that. Because I just saw opportunities, right? Exactly. Somebody would say, I spent a whole, it's funny, I spent a period between, you know, 2000 and maybe, uh, I'm trying to think, maybe 2007, 2008, it was right before the recession, where I got into a whole sports performance type model for athletes. Um, this was before Velocity had come to town here in Charleston. This was several years ago. When I say I made, uh, you know, I veered in that direction, I completely had invested a whole facility, a whole, you know, I was doing this so in you addition were like to all in. I'm yeah. all in. And I did that for the better part of, uh, of about, uh, nine, 10 months, um, until the recession hit. And then, um, I got back to just, I stayed with personal training, which was the core business model. Right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, this is a perfect example of how I, you know, it was still within the fitness training and right personal training type model. It's you know it's fitness coaching, but uh, I deviated off and I spent a lot of time, a lot of money, you know, a, a big investment in that. And I'm not saying I regret it because I learned from it. exactly. But yeah. you know, had I was I to do it again, I would say Shane, stay stay focused. Mm-hmm. What about it didn't work out? You know, I, I think um, what I learned is uh, that is obviously a very different. Model is a very different business model than is personal training, uh, as, as we were traditionally or typically providing to um, mostly a middle age uh, and older population. Uh, we would occasionally get some um, um, some sons or daughters, right, mm-hmm. of, the, of our clients, and we would they'd be athletes, and we could do that. But to go into a model that's exclusively for um, that that demographic and that population. Um, I didn't take in consideration. I looked at well, here's how is it being served in the local in the local area, and I thought that it was something that, that we could provide a um, a valuable service that really wasn't being served in that way. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't take enough into consideration the dynamic of how does that uh, play off of uh, the culture within the local high school strength conditioning coaches oh. and the programs and do you know do the you know in certain markets I think just in certainly bigger markets and that's why velocity and some of these more sports facility uh, sports performance facilities uh, can do really well in different markets and why I probably didn't do so well here is that you know uh, they're. In Charleston, especially with, with, with youth athletics and, and that kind of stuff, I mean, the, the programs, the high school programs are very tight-knit. Um, they like the other programs, and there's not a lot of embracing of other athletes going out. Right? Yeah. So um, we were able to get some, some compliance. We were able to get some athletes, but mm. it wasn't something that was um, – we weren't making Edinburgh's into really um, working with, as I had envisioned, working with the strength coaches – to help their athletes. Yeah, not against them. Like, not right. instead of, right. but working with them to better serve the athletes. And that was just, it was a point of resistance that we saw. And, you know, uh, the recession came and I took care of it. But Yeah, well, there you go. Didn't even have it. to figure it right. out, right? right. Um, but, you know, I, I look at it again as a lesson learned. Um, you know, I I enjoyed it uh, as, a, as a college athlete. I, I enjoy working with young athletes. Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed that, but it wasn't... I quickly learned that's not what I was supposed to be doing, right? Yeah. And so I got back to what it was I felt I should, I should be doing. So. I think it's funny because you mentioned, you know, not looking for this instant gratification, which is exactly fitness right. itself. Fitness is not instant or short term. It takes a while, and it's right. for the long game. It's not right. just for tomorrow. Yeah. So to have that mindset and just to, like, accept that across your whole life, I think is very valuable. Yes. So are you now, so it's been 16 years. Yep. How have things changed in your business specifically in the last 16 years? I mean, that's a long time to yes. be open. That's awesome. Well, Is it five that, years like the, you may not right. make it. You can get to five years. All right. Okay. Business, We're almost so, to five years. Well, you're going to get there. <laughs> thank you. I see, you're going to get there. Um, no, and, and, and thank you. And I'm, I, I, I was, I guess, start by just saying I'm, I'm very blessed. I'm very grateful, you know. It has not been just on the on the strength or knowledge or expertise or skill of Shane Dahl. That has been good people that have been with me, and uh, it is all about your people. Um, and, and we have been blessed with um, with seeing growth in the business and sustainability of it. Um, and I, I, I'll take that back to the people. But and people change, right? And, and staff turns over, and it's all part of, uh, of of business. But you know, we started as a very small. Uh, 1,200 square foot. It was a, it was a true studio, um, a, a very small business model. And now we are in um, about 2,400 square foot. Um, it's still just personal training, but it's it's kind of varied because we do have a larger facility. Um, we're able to do some things. We're able to provide some services and train in ways that we didn't before. Um, so while it's, it's, it's somewhat different, we don't just do 30 minutes, right? The, the, the model has evolved um, and, and changed, but the core competency and, and the, the, the vision and the purpose of what we're, we're trying to accomplish has stayed the same. We are looking to um, provide fitness coaching, uh, fitness and wellness coaching uh, to help people make a, a difference and a change in their life. So uh, by uh, evolving in the business model, I think if anything, it's just... Uh, we are continuing, and I, this is part of every day what I'm trying to do. How can I find ways that I can better support 
our clients, right? It's not just about trying. When I was early on as a trainer, it was all about how can I get better at my trade, at mm-hmm. learning exercises, or becoming better at, at programming or identifying muscle imbalances. It's all about the trade. And while that's important, I have learned that it is equally important that how can I get good at learning how to connect with my clients? How do I get better at behavioral psychology? How do I get better at, at understanding the psychology of change? So, you know, what we're trying to do is trying to incorporate not just being better coaches as you know, uh, the X's and O's of, of training, of fitness out of it, but how do we also get better at providing more support, more resources, better coaching on Sticking with it, being accountable, uh, making life changes with your, you know I mean, your nutrition. Yeah, and, the and things that. that actually make long-term change, like the things Correct. that actually matter. Right. You could tell them to do any exercise, and if they do it enough consistently, it will be beneficial. But, right. yeah, right. I like that. It's all about relationships and then the person in front of you and how can you help yes. them meet their goals. And, right. like you said, change their life, have an impact on their life. And, and it's, I would say this, it's one thing that I, you know, um, um, you know, I, I look at what y'all are doing here and I love your business model. I love that you've, you've, you've you know, there's been an outside of the box thinking, right? And, 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 I, and I, I commend that, I respect that, I love that because that's, I really think we need more of that. Not just in this industry, we need more of this in a, in a culture, society, but it's like, it's something that in, 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 in my quest of saying how... Can we continue to, to have a point of differentiation? How, what makes shaping concepts different than, you know, when I first started 16 years ago, there was about two or three places east of the Cooper. That was it. Ooh. I mean, it was nothing. <laughs> it was, a, you know, we had a couple of big health clubs. And, you know, some of them are gone now, but it was like health clubs and a couple of small, mm-hmm. and that was it. And now they're on every corner. I mean, you do they're, Google search and they're everywhere. They're tons. It's like, how do you choose? You've got to be right. different. How do you got to be different? I mean, you have to be different now. And it's like, so... Are you looking for a way to be different that is strictly based on a modality? And, uh, and, and then certainly that works for a lot of people. And I'm not saying that's a, a bad thing or a negative thing. I didn't want to go that route. I didn't want to be, there's people who just want to learn how to work with kettlebells. And, you know, um, that's great. There's, and, and, you know, there's guys in town that are excellent at that. And that's a, it's, 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 you go do that. Or there's places you can go that I just want to do some form of, of group training or something. Well, that's great. There's plenty of you can go to Orange Theory or whatever. I didn't want to make it about the way in which we train or some um, some concept of, of how we were training, right? Special Being different. Yeah. I wanted it to be that we were, we were providing coaching in a way that a lot of uh, other um, personal training-based facilities... Uh, didn't, especially the health club, because it was that's all about just providing sessions. It's exercise. You're going to do this. Okay, great. Right. Now you're going to do this. And no matter how good the workouts are, it's just about providing exercise sessions. And I say, how, and I'm continuing to try to strive for, how can we be dif- different on the way in which we provide coaching, right? So it's just more of a, not the, I'm going to show that I have this special type of equipment or that we do this special type of training that is proprietary to, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is there anything new under the sun? I mean, we've done everything. I feel like people are trying. <laughs> people are always trying to come up with something flashy, right. something new, and I feel like just I don't. the concepts are the same. It, should, it can be simple. It can be really whatever you make it. But, right. yeah, I get it. Right. How do you feel like you do make coaching different? How do you get better at that well and, and I think that's going to go back to what I had mentioned of, of, of being better 
and looking to get better at the part of coaching that is um, what makes somebody follow you. Being a being a mentor, being a teacher, being a leader. A leader. Uh, and that's just not knowing how to tell somebody what to do. It's also getting them to believe in what it is that you're telling them and to feel a sense of accountability to you and want to follow you. So I think, you know, it, it, to me it goes back to, and this is something that um, I, I, I feel very blessed, uh, you know, with Matthew Blair Davis coming on and being part of our team now. He is a extremely knowledgeable He's a great coach. He's, he's a rock a star. He's a lot man. of experience. I, I can't. I can brag on him all day. But I think having him being able to um, be in a position where he can he can train the trainers, he can coach the coaches mm-hmm. on on the training side of it. It's going to allow me the opportunity to work with the coaches on um, the side of 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 coaching that relates to being a mentor, being a leader, being. And for me, that just stems from having a, a servant's heart, a servant's type attitude. What can I do for you? And I think if you're getting, you know, you need to work on both sides of that, right? Yeah. How can I get better at understanding uh, how I influence change? How can I be a better um, mentor? I'll be a better teacher. But also I need to be better at what I do, right? You can't neglect uh, getting good at your trade. So I think it's just a, it's a two-pronged effort now that we have um, we have proposed and we are working on that uh, we have divided those responsibilities and so that's I'm trying to make better coaches by making better men and women right um, making better humans better. yeah exactly. just keep making right. it bigger and bigger yeah right so you mentioned there used to be like two or three gyms and now yeah. we probably couldn't even count how many no. so how has the Charleston fitness community changed since you moved here you know, I think, great question, and I would say, you know, when I came here um, in the early part of the 2000s, um, it was like 2002, you know, uh, you know, it was very quick to recognize, and I would go to, you know, perform better seminars, and I would go, you know, across the country, and you could always tell Charleston back then was about, you know, uh, several years, like five years behind whatever everybody else was doing, right? It was just, it was not fitness, I wasn't going to say it wasn't a part of this this town, but um, it definitely was was in the back seat. Uh, you would see some health clubs, um, and they were more of the traditional type health clubs. Uh, didn't have a lot of uh, of niche type fitness offerings. Now the biggest difference that I see is you see a lot of of niche fitness businesses in this town. Um, you know you don't see a lot of the larger bigger players in the health club industry. I think, uh, you know, of course, we've seen some gold gyms like that, but mm-hmm. you know, the big players, the Equinox, you don't see those, and I think there's a reason for it. It's very niched out, and I think that's, it's also reflective of of the wants and desires of the culture, the people that are here. I think you see a lot of, of people who do well in these little niche businesses, whether it's a cycling spin studio or like, you know, these little mm-hmm. uh, subsets, and some struggle with it because, obviously, that's a very difficult thing because you're trying to um, make a business and be successful in a sea of a ton of other people that are offering. Well, and you're trying to build a community and you're trying to build a brand. And that's why I feel like Charleston is different, at least of what I've seen. And like you said, we have a ton of small boutique gyms, fitness studios, personal training studios, it's not just one size fits all. People right. are looking for a community now. Right. And if you don't provide that to them, they will find it somewhere else. Exactly. 
Because there's so many options now. I yeah. can go to so many different gyms. And see, I think that's a good thing. You know, and I know people have different opinions oh, on yeah. it. It's all how you look at it. So I say this at the end of the day. It may be more challenging for uh, a business owner. It may be more challenging for me as an entrepreneur. It may make it harder uh, to start a fitness business in this time. But I can tell you what it does. It, it, it's, it's good for the clients. It's good for the people. Because, like you said, they're looking to be served or looking to have the community. And if you're not able to do that, they're going to go someplace where they'll find that. So it's, 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 it raises the level of, 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 of quality, I guess, of, of, of yeah. service, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and not We're just service. We're all trying to be but, better. Right. You have to. Because yeah. if you don't, mm-hmm. um, somebody else is going to eat your lunch. Well, and there's a, a, so many more people that are just working out now. Right. And now that they have so many places to do it, like that's really the goal, right, yeah. is... Yep. If you don't come to me, then at least go somewhere else. Right. At least I can refer you somewhere else where you yep. can still get these things. So at the end of the day, if more people here are exercising and taking care of themselves, that's really the goal. Yep. You'll get people that come to you that, that like you and that fit you right. and your brand. But at least there's so many options yes. now. Yes. And I think there's, you see more. I, I would say definitely today compared to early 2000s, there's more people here. It's probably just because there's been more. Oh, so people. many people here. Right? Everybody's yeah. coming from the, you know, the Northeast and from the Midwest. And, it's funny because my parents literally just moved here today. Oh, wonderful. I know. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so they are adding to the population problem here in Charleston. Sorry, everybody, but I'm happy about it. <laughs> well, see, they're bringing their, right, the stuff that they're used to. Or I, I, made, I moved from Washington, D.C., or I moved from here. Like, and they're, they're bringing the things that they want with them. Right, and there are obviously there's their interest in fitness and wellness. So I think that spurred because there is so much growth here. You're seeing uh, the ability for a lot of these these little niche businesses mm-hmm. to pop up. Or before, I don't think you just it just wasn't a part of the, the landscape. Uh, it wasn't there. Um, I mean, like I literally go to a gym who was started that was started by two Broadway actors oh, from wow. New York City who moved yeah. down here and then just like took it by storm. And yeah. so I think that says a lot that. Yeah. The community here is very open-minded and, like, searching for that. Yep. But, yeah, it's not just about, like, have you been here forever? Do you have the reputation? Those things help. But And I I still feel like because there are so many options here, I feel like it almost makes it easier to open a gym. Yeah. Because these places are getting full. Right. And it just makes other people like, oh, you're going to that? Well, I want to go to one, too. And, And if you're doing it then it won't be that I'm the first one and the newest one that's doing it. People will be accepting it. Same thing with cash base, right? Everyone's yep. like, oh, like, there's going to be another cash base person in town. Good. That way right. people think this is the norm. That's right. And the more we have this, the better. I agree. I agree. But that is a mindset and that is, yep. you know, a struggle. Yep. And especially when we were talking about this earlier, like the, the Instagram influencers and yep. you can look at it like, oh, well, they're not really doing it in the right way. But I don't really have control over that. So at least they're getting some people to move. Absolutely. And it's just you have to decide you want to be in that end of it. And it's I can relate to that. I, I'll tell you quickly, there was, a, there was a period here maybe, I don't know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, where we had gotten more into the small group element side of training, right, and, and more of the, the semi-private. And, and that was, was a growing part of our business. And um, it, it changed the dynamic. You can't, you know, especially when you have a smaller place, it's very difficult to do both. Mm-hmm. I mean, we struggled. We you can't learned. do it all. You can't. And But we did that, and we learned that, you know, there was a, a period of time where we were uh, very fortunate to have uh, one of my coaches, uh, 
Joe McDevitt had trained um, a couple of girls from the um, uh, was a TV show. Um, Southern Charm. Southern Charm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah Southern Southern Charm. Escape Me, and um, <laughs> that that was very um, fortuitous for us. We had a lot of people that came, you know, uh, after seeing that yeah. on social media mm-hmm. and all that, and so we had a big influx of people that came in, um, you know, from that, and obviously, you know, over a period of time, um, you know, that everything's going to go through a cycle, and then we we saw where a lot of those people would go, and then and then all of a sudden, Orange Theory popped up, and then mm-hmm. you know, there's a there's a subset where, especially with the group side of things, where where people will, will jump. Oh yeah, I, I'll go to high low, I'll go to Orange Theory, I'll, I'll go, go to yoga, I'll go to the works, right. yeah. And they're literally going through and then seeing well, my friends are going here now, and that's mm-hmm. and that's fine, right? And I don't even I don't even want to have a negative or bitter spirit of that. It was more of a recognizing I can't do both of this I can't do everything and that's where I really just step back and say what is it you're really trying to serve how are you really trying to do this and with what was in my heart and my passion when I really go back to say I want to make a change and I want to influence people's lives that is that high end coaching and I'm not able to do that if I'm trying to do groups at the same time yeah. so I moved away from that and if you're not in that you're not having to worry about putting yourselves in those positions to try to you know be that next Exactly. You're like, please everyone when they they finally come around to you because fitness is a trend now too. Right. And it's, oh, let me try this one. And there's the class passes and you can try all these different things, but like sticking true to who you want to be and what you want to provide throughout all of the change. If you are just that constant, then that's probably why you've been so successful. Well, I, um, I, I think you just have to, um, You've got to look at what's going on around you, and you got to go on to adapt. Yeah, that's part of it, right? Uh, but it's but staying true to how do I adapt? Not being stubborn, not being mm-hmm. bullheaded. I mean, there's a point to where it's like, oh, well, you know, um, I just want to do it this way. Okay, well, you may have a purpose and a passion, but are you willing to adapt? I mean, look at COVID. I mean, I, how you change your business mm-hmm. and how that affects uh, from a fitness standpoint. You know, the, the struggles that now. You know, it was funny. I was had a conversation the other day with with a friend of mine, and, and you know, I was was sharing the fact that for um, probably you know um, about five years, it was a period of about a five year stretch, uh, where I had a couple, two or three different uh, times where I spent a significant amount of time and got almost to a point of a signed deal, a contract where we were looking to get into a, a much larger facility, mm-hmm. and I was looking at partnering up. Uh, with another local business, and we were basically looking to get bigger. Yeah. Right? And uh, they didn't work out. And at the times, you know, there was periods where I was um, I was discouraged, I was dejected, and I, you know, but I, I, I kept, you know, persistent. And it's funny that now I can step back and say, had that have happened, right, you wouldn't have been able to see five years ago what 2020 that we would have, it was COVID, what would that mean? Mm-hmm. What's, what's that mean? You couldn't have seen that. But now I can say, okay, I'm in a position where I'm right where we should be because I now have a, a, a size of the facility and a space where I can uh, serve in a way that we can actually be advantageous, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not too big. So it's just funny how oh yeah, the I mean everything always think. works out for a reason right. or right. doesn't work out for a reason. Right. So how have you had to change and adapt in the last few months with COVID? Well, I think that you know the biggest thing is um, two things: creating a um, a safe environment um, that, that along with that, I guess this goes hands in hand, that has enough space 
right? So space and cleanliness safety. And so those are some of the biggest changes that we went through. I mean, I, I completely remodeled, the, and we're still in the process of that. Selling a lot today. of stuff on Facebook. So, yeah, if you need fitness equipment, guys, right, talk to change. Give me up. I got it. I'm selling it. But <laughs> it it's, uh, no, making it, you know, so the first step was, I think there's going to be a, a continued emphasis on, uh, if, if I'm going to feel confident, especially for the population that we're looking to serve, middle-aged or, you know, mm. population, am I going to feel confident that, uh, that, it's clean and it's safe, right? And it's part of that's appearance, right? You can't, uh, if, if you got, you know, I had carpet that was 10, 12 years old. Well, just doesn't look good. Yeah. So that was the first step is, is, is making sure that you can create a clean um, uh, environment that, that looks like it's um, uh, someplace where I can feel safe. Mm-hmm. And then the second part was um, creating space where we had a challenge that um, my facility over 15 years, you can imagine, just accumulated more and more stuff. Yeah. We went through changes where I had done group, we had done CrossFit at one time, I had all kinds of different things. a lot of stuff. a lot of stuff. Just kept adding it in there. So we had a clean house yeah. and, um, and start over, but it's, it's been a good thing. So, I, you know, I think that's the two biggest things is just, you know, um, creating some space um, so that we can literally make sure that from a programming standpoint that, that I can have several coaches on the floor and we're not up against each other. And, um, Where are you in that process you of know, remodeling? I, I would say we are probably, you know, 90% there. Okay. It's just a matter of the hard part's been done. Um, you know, the, 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 it's all been painted. we got new floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I still got some equipment that we're still shuffling and, and, and having to put back up and uh, it's just a lot of little small stuff now, organization type yeah. stuff, getting balls put back on the wall and stuff like that. But, okay. Um, you know, the hard, the heavy lifting's done. That's good. Just, the literal heavy lifting. Yes. Moving yes. all the equipment off, taking it, putting yeah. it back on. So I didn't get to ask, why Charleston? Why did you move here? Great question. So I, you know, I guess this would have been 20 years ago now. Um, I, I had come to Charleston. Initially, you know, 20 plus years ago now, because um, at the time when I was in Ohio, I had dated a girl um, for a while who took a job here, and we did sort of a long distance uh, type thing for a while. And, um, you know, I, um, I had never known Charleston until that, but, you know, obviously spent, I got to spend some time during a period mm-hmm. where I hadn't had moved down here, but. You know, I just, I really, I love the area. Um, it wasn't so much that I was trying to move for that relationship. It was more, um, it, it, I, I saw it as an opportunity um, to really uh, create that business that I wanted to create because I didn't see, I'm not saying you couldn't have done that uh, in Youngstown, Ohio. And I don't want to be negative about that. It was just, I saw this as a, it was a growing area. It had the expendable income, right? It had mm-hmm. the, I felt like if you're going to do a personal training type model, uh, what better place to do it than here? And I kind of just, yeah, it was a leap of faith. And Definitely. it was, uh, if you're going to do it, um, you know, leave home, leave your family and friends and go somewhere a mile. But um, I just felt convicted. I don't know. And here you are. Uh, here I am. Yeah. So what is your vision for what shaping concepts looks like in three to five years? Um, Great question. You know, I I have a vision of of, of shaping concepts. Uh, number one, continuing to evolve in a way that we are um, getting better at helping our clients make those changes in their lives. Um, so I, I would say that you know we are still just a 
you know, we are a personal training, and I, I hate to use that word because I keep using coaching, although I call my guys coaches, right? It's personal training, but it's like it's more than just providing exercise. Exercise, yeah, right? Because you coach. can go get a personal training session at the local health club, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily coaching. So, uh, you know, my, my vision for that, what I envision three to five years, is that we are, uh, we have gone to even a higher level of. Uh, of professionalism, of, of being not just better and, and having a, a, a team of trainers that are some of the best in town at, at, at providing, you know, fitness and coaching instruction, but also being um, being effective at helping making people change their lifestyle habits, right? How many trainers do you have now? Uh, we currently have five. Okay. It's a good, good group. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, you know, there's... We're going to be looking to add to that a little bit, one or two other trainers. It's going to be a very small, you know, tight-knit group. Where, again, that's been another evolution. I went through having started with, like, you know, first it was just me, right? And yeah. Well, it was just it. Mm-hmm. And I was able to hire one person. For a long time, it was just when I had a small facility, it was like, you know, three trainers. Mm-hmm. And then we moved into a bigger facility. And there was periods, even, you know, two years ago, where I had ten trainers. Oof. But they weren't all full-time, and so yeah. I've gotten away from that, and I'm trying to move okay. back towards give me a smaller group of people that I can be more tight-knit, right? And, and this Full-time? Full-time. So career coaches. Career. I'm looking for that's that exactly. Yeah. So I'm moving away from more of that part-time, just trying to fill times on the schedule, too. Yeah. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about if I can build up, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. four or five good coaches that are vested, we become a tight-knit family, that we can be successful that way because now it's it's more about, as each one of us gets better, the business gets better, and I'm not mm-hmm. trying just to... It's more of a team than you hiring right. employees. Right. Are you right. still a trainer? I am, and it's something that, um, you know, it's 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 difficult. Yeah, because you're um, also the owner and I'm the business. I'm yeah. I'll, I'll be the first to admit, like, I miss payroll today. Like, yeah. I, I didn't call it in the first week, and I was scrambling this morning. It's like Friday. I was, you know, it's just been crazy. I've had so much going on in my life, and I, I woke up this morning. I'm like, shoot, I forgot to get payroll. So I'm like, oh, no. It's, it's part of the, like, you know, it's, I love to coach. I love working with clients. And I don't want to ever get away from that. It's a part of why I did this in the first place. Mm-hmm. But it's a challenge for me to, to find that that balance between doing a little bit of that and make sure I'm not, Missing my responsibilities as a business owner, as a father, as an entrepreneur, like all these things. So it's, um, I do, I don't, you know, I, I might train, you know, 10 hours a week, but mm-hmm. it's, um, it's a challenge for yeah. sure. I think any, any business owner goes through that natural progression and it's hard because you got into this because you love to do it. Right. And so when the business starts to get really busy and now you have a family and all these things are great and then it's like, well, I still want to be able to do this thing. It's right. that, navigating that has definitely got to be tough. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I've gone all ends of that. I mean, there was a period, you know, that, that I had told you before we started that, you know, one time we had four uh, shaping concepts mm-hmm. facilities and I didn't train at all then because I was, uh, we had... Uh, Running around like you know, crazy. Was, they weren't even in the same town. I had one in Charlotte. I had one in oh, Beach. Oh, when was that? I had one in Bluffton. Like, so we had four. <laughs> but they were all over the place. So yeah. all I was doing was driving. Like, oh, I was just, yeah. And trying to run facilities, you know, um, that were literally two or three hours away. And so um, I quickly got burned out from that and, and moved away from that and, and sold those facilities mm-hmm. off. And, and, and now we just have the one here in Mount Pleasant. But yeah. 
I learned from that experience. It's not. It wasn't just about uh, being an entrepreneur or loving fitness and growing a business. I miss being a coach, and I miss doing the hands-on part of it. So um, I don't ever want to give that part of it up. I might have to be more, more. I guess strict and, and disciplined with just saying this is my time because you know the, the problem we have I guess a lot of times as coaches and teachers is because we want to help people and we have a heart for that is not wanting to say no mm-hmm. and so people are going to want your time and they pay, well you know well you know you're trying to make yourself available to everybody and you just you can't and so I think the the thing that I have learned is um, you're not you know you're actually being a better doing better for yourself and for others if you can just say here is the time I have available yeah. and if, if I can see you and I can serve you and that's window is great mm-hmm. if I can't um, you try to that's the whole idea of you taking what you know and trying to teach and mentor to others that you can now pass it on to yeah. other that's players. the best way to have a bigger impact big, is big to, big. like you said train the coaches and coach right. the coaches and then they will continue and yep. it'll just be like this domino effect right so what is the one thing that you feel like you are really good at? What is your strength? Not in the gym, but... <laughs> yeah, um, I, and I think I think it is a... Um, uh, I don't want to say teaching, but I think it's, you know, I think that's what's... It's always something that's come um, fairly easy to me um, in, in different aspects of my life. I say teaching, you know, coaching, being... Uh, leading other people mm-hmm. and, and, and being able to um, to communicate. I, I, I enjoy speaking. I enjoy getting up in front of people and speaking. I enjoy um, interacting with people. And, and I, it's why I find training and, and personal training, I guess it was, I found that so easy um, and, and not awkward because it was, it was just something that came natural, I think, just uh, uh, being able to relate to somebody and... and and encouraging them and, and, and getting them to follow you. I've been able to, you know, mm-hmm. to do that without a lot of struggle, I think. So, you know, I think it's not so much, you know, uh, there's plenty of people. I, I, I'm very grateful. I'm very fortunate. You know, there's days that I can, um, I'll go with Matthew and, 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 and learn a lot about mm-hmm. the trade, about training, right? And I'm always trying to get better at that. And you know, that's not my, you know, I've been doing it for 20 years and, you know, I'm, I'm humble with it. I, I'm very grateful that, you know, um, and I don't think that I'm, uh, well, I don't know the word I'm looking for, that I'm not competent at doing what I'm doing as a trainer, but it's it's not so much that I'm so great at I can tell you everything about the kinesiology and all yeah. that, you know, I'm, I'm going to consult out with people like yourself and say, okay, you know, I don't know all there is to know about this stuff. But when it comes to coaching and, and getting somebody to to believe in me and when I'm you know, making them accountable, it just it comes easy. It comes natural. I think that's why a business partnership like that is so valuable so that you can do what you love to do, what you're good at, and then fill in the gaps with someone who is Absolutely. doing what you need them to do because they love it. Right. So it's, it's like finding people who... Maybe if you don't like the admin stuff, find someone who loves the admin right. stuff. Because the more people that are doing what fulfills them, like the better, yeah. the better the world will be. Maybe cheesy, but that's it. Absolutely. What is the thing that you feel like is your weakness? Oh, there's no question. Like so, yeah, there is because it's, it's funny because it's like I've had to be in a position where um, I, I literally over that period of you know 15, 16 years now where. 
I've went through all those different places where I was just a trainer, and then I was a, a trainer. I had a business partner, so I could just focus on it. was a period where we were very successful early on because I was able to do what, what you just said, what I was good at. I was good at, um, at, at a sort of system thinking. I created systems, and I was very... Um, like operations. Operation-minded, and, and so I, I could focus just on that, and I would if I wasn't doing that, I was marketing, and this was back before... Um, little bit into the social media yeah. it was like I created a website and I started you know I wrote 700 blog posts like, I, I loved myself for a year I just wrote every morning from like 7 8 o'clock for a year I created like I don't know 700 blog posts mm-hmm. and so I, I focused on what I was really good at and I was successful then I went through losing having a you know I, I didn't have a business partner and I had to do it all myself and I struggled with that because I had to do stuff even that I wasn't good at I didn't enjoy you know I am not a I'm not a admin, um, you know, type person. Uh, more of a of an analytical, you know. Although I, I think in terms of systems, mm-hmm. uh, the whole, I guess, the part of the business or the part of uh, of being an entrepreneur where it is the more um, like the metrics. Yeah, like that's yeah. just not like the nitty gritty. The the business. I get the numbers and I, and, okay. and I get all that, but I'm more. Um, more creative yeah. than I am. More know, like the visionary. Right. Yeah. I, I like to, to sit down and I used to do a lot of copywriting and, and I, I, I like to write, I like to, to speak, right, to talk. Mm-hmm. And, and so I could sit and, and do a video, but when it came to having to do more of the, like you say, the analytical part or the admin part mm-hmm. of the business. Um, that just, wasn't your thing? No. That drained you? No. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I still struggle with that because obviously that stuff has to be done. Um, yeah. I'm getting better at learning just you know and again that's another reason why stuff like even just having you know, different people in your business that, that can do what you're not right yeah not let your strength um, or even though maybe you could do it um, they'd be better at doing mm-hmm. it right and you can go focus on the pieces that you're good at and so. then now you've provided someone else with a job correct and you don't have to drain yourself with correct. the things that you don't like doing absolutely what is one thing that you want people to know about you Good question. <laughs> Last one. They so know about me. Hit on a good one. Uh, um, you know, Hannah. I, you know, I. Um, I am a humble servant of the Lord. I'm just trying to do better every day. And um, you know, it's. Excuse me, because it's. You know, I get a little emotional. It's. Um, it's been a tough year. I have a, a six-year-old son who no. has was um, was diagnosed with a with a brain tumor about a year ago, and it's um, we have seen some some amazing um, some amazing things that I can only attribute to the hand of God, and I, it has strengthened my faith. But it is something that um, he is doing well now. And awesome. I, and yes, I and, and, and praise God for that. I'm so grateful. But it's been, um, I guess, having to go through all that. It's just been, you know, it's been a difficult year, as you can imagine. I just want to be. What do I want to be known for? I want to be known as, as, as somebody that wants to make a difference. That wants to um, wants to help others. You know, and um, I try to get better at that. We all struggle, but at the end of the day, I you know. It was part of even with, with, with a business standpoint of things. I got to a point where I didn't want to be, we had seen success, right? 
I had, I've got a business that sustained itself for, you know, 16 years. But I didn't want to just look back and say, well, I was able to provide uh, 500,000 personal training sessions. Well, that, that mm-hmm. doesn't do, or, you know, I mean, I made it this long. Like just to be a successful business. Yeah, like uh, how, many, how many lives that was I able to truly touch mm-hmm. and change? And so that's, that's what drives me. I, I, you know, how do I get better at that? Uh, at the end of the day, if somebody would say, hey, you know, he, this man, um, he tried to do good. He tried to help people. You know, and that's that's I guess what I want to be known for. Awesome. And you mentioned a lot before. You know, figure out what's driving you. Right. What is your purpose? Right. And follow that. Right. And that's um, that's what I'm trying to do. And I think that's that's part of what's driving me now is like, okay, it's not just about personal training. It's not just about a business. I mean, I I I, I see that even on my own walk this past year and how that's transformed my life and and, and my heart. Um, how can I take that and how can I use it to be um, somebody who can better pull somebody else up, right? Mm-hmm. How can I be a, not just a better coach, but how can I just be a better human, be a better person, yeah. right? And that's like, right. you could really have any business. Like personal training and exercise is, is the medium. That's how you get people in the door. But right. it's about connecting with the people and, right. and the relationships and changing their perceptions and, and the way that they think, yeah, it's not. It's not just about okay. Well, we're going to do some squats today. Right. It's way right. more than that. Right. Yeah. And I'm so far moved away from that. You know, it's and I love that part of it. Don't get me wrong. I love. You know, I'm a fitness guy. I love it. Yeah. But it, I'm so much more. My heart, my mind, just so moved away from. You don't need to know so much to be able to be effective at that part of it, right? I mean, you could literally, we could, you could give somebody old school calisthenics and probably get somebody halfway shape, right? <laughs> but it's the more of the, if you want to, people, so many people struggle with change, but if you could get them to change their, change their heart, change their mind, right? That changes the thoughts, it changes the actions. I mean, it's, we kind of know these things, but like, um, the better that we are at being able to, to have compassion and understand and, and be be servants, right? If we can help people make those changes within themselves, then they can change. They can become more disciplined. They can become more consistent at working out. They can make better lifestyle changes. And, and I think that's that's where it's at. It's not over here. Well, I can teach you how to do a better squat. I mean, yeah. that's great. You but, can add pounds to someone's squat. You can help people lose weight. But it's it's the art, the art of coaching, and the art right. of it interacting with the person sitting in front of you because right. humans are very complex right depending on the person you know it's it's not always about the the exercise right. and all that yeah right. i feel that a lot i see that a lot and i i kind of struggle with that a lot i'm like i'm not just an exerciser like i'm no. not just a needler right. i'm an educator and and that's what i love about it is like impacting someone may it might not even be like in the session but later on in life like they have that knowledge and they have the tools that you provided them to make those changes you may have encouraged them when most people didn't right and i see trainers get frustrated sometimes because well so and so they don't want to work and they don't want to push hard and they just you know all they want to do is talk but you may be that only person that listens to them and was a point of of, of stability or mm-hmm. of, of stability or security like you were um, somebody who was there for them when who, who don't know what's going on in people's lives right so it's like we don't know how we can impact people uh, that go well beyond whether or not you were able to get them to you know 
trained so hard that they threw up. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, the value of talking is very underrated. Yes, yes. I mean, it's... That's what people, sometimes that's what people need. It's like, well, how can we give people what they need? And then also, you know, providing them the things that will help them too. It's it's kind of like being a parent. Right. And I'm not, I mean, I have a dog. That's the only parental skills I have right now. (laughs) But I feel like with patients, you know, it's like you have to look at them like, like they're your your best friend or your yes. mom or your child. It's like we want the best for you and with your clients. And it's like how do you give it to them? But then you also can't always just tell them what to do because they're not going to do it. It's, it's an art, the art That's of right. coaching for sure. That's All right, Shane. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Where can our listeners find you on social media, the internet? Absolutely. Um, Instagram at Shane Dahl. Um, I am on Facebook, same thing. Um, Shaping Concepts, we're on, we're on both at Shaping Concepts, uh, Facebook and Insta, and uh, website is shapingconcepts.com. Awesome. Um, cool. Thank you. Right. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head on over to Instagram. Find us at Healthy Charleston. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you ever have any topics you want us to talk about or guests you want to bring on, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, thanks again.